flowers grow less yellow without sulfur, and that could affect the pollinators that need to see them. Both Van Gogh and Nature like to use sulfur-derived pigments for flowers. But what happens when there's not enough sulfur? Plants use a variety of pigments to create the colors of their petals. These pigments are complex chemicals. If the plant doesn't have access to the right nutrients, then its flowers will suffer. But which nutrients are the right nutrients? Thais Osma and colleagues investigated the effects of sulfur, nitrogen and phosphorus limitation on various floral traits. Sulfur is an often overlooked nutrient. Often you'll read about N for nitrogen, P for phosphorus and sometimes K for potassium, but not so much for S. In an email to Botany One, co-author Kasper van der Kuy said, Sulfur indeed is an often overlooked nutrient, particularly when compared to the amount of research done on phosphorus and nitrogen. A lot agricultural land also suffers from sulfur deficiency, but its occurrence and causes are largely unknown, so also a lot of farmers don't know of it. First author Thais Osma added that he had recently talked to farmers who have such aberrantly shaped flowers in their rapeseed crops, but they didn't know it could be caused by sulfur deficiency. Further, farmers increasingly use sulfur-free fertilizers, instead of fresh manure that was more common back in the day, which, together with an increased crop density in agricultural fields, only exacerbates deficiency. A team based in Groningen, Graz and Cologne set up experiments to see how nutrient deficiencies, including sulfur, affected floral development and pollen traits. Two of the plants, Brassica rapa, the species that produces turnip and bok choy, among other things, and Physalus philadelphica or tomatillo have yellow flowers. In another recent paper, Van der Kuy writes, Generally, yellow colors are generated by carotenoids, white flowers by flavanols, and blue, purple, and red colors by anthocyanin pigments. So it would be helpful to examine some plants with different colored flowers. The team also included three Petunia species in their trials, Petunia nictogeniflora, Petunia excerta and Petunia integrifolia. These plants provided white, purple and red flowers. This way, if a nutrient deficiency only inhibited the production of one set of pigments, then it should be clear. The method for the experiment is interesting. After forming the first non-cotyledon leaves, the team transferred the seedlings to another container with a nutrient solution. All the seedlings spent a week in this solution. Then, the authors write in their paper, after the formation of the first flower buds, which was after seven days, Plants were transferred to a fresh 25% Hoagland nutrient solution at 0.5 mmol sulfate, which was sulfur sufficient, or 0 mmol sulfate, which was sulfur deprived. So the sulfur stress occurred at a late stage, and it's not a large difference in sulfur concentration. There is a good reason for this, Osmer and Van der Kuy write in their email. What matters is that plants reach sulfur deficiency, as they do in the field but they don't die. In other words, we applied mild sulfur stress, because at high stress, plants won't flower at all. There is no linear response between S availability and the observed problems, we don't know what the exact thresholds are. What does an unhappy plant look like? If it has yellow flowers, then without sulfur, those flowers are paler. Even if they don't rely on yellow pigment, 
things go badly without sulfur. The flowers are smaller and more likely to be strangely shaped. The flowers might not look right to us, but human opinion doesn't matter too much. Instead, it's what the pollinators see that matters and the team also used vision modeling to find out. They discovered that the insect would see much smaller and much less colorful yellow flowers. That's important because it's a signal the plant sends to the pollinator. Osmer and colleagues refer back to Schnug and Hanaklaus, who found that, after pollination, Brassica wrapper flowers fade and shrink to become less visible to bees. That way, the plant can direct the bees to the flowers that need pollinating and away from the flowers that are now busy forming seeds. Osmer and colleagues point out that if some Brassica wrapper flowers are pre-shrunk and faded, they're going to confuse the target audience. You can also see an effect on pollen in Brassica wrapper. The quantity of pollen is the same, but the size is a lot smaller. Osmer and colleagues argue that in addition to sulfur-deprived flowers being less effective, so too is the pollen within him, compounding the effect of sulfur deprivation. This can also knock on to the pollinators, write the botanists. Pollinators require a specific ratio of mineral nutrients in their pollen, food, and sulfur deprivation affected these ratios in pollen, since it drastically decreased the pollen sulfur and potassium content across different species. Experiments with Osmia bicornis demonstrated that bee fitness is particularly affected by low amounts of minerals, including potassium, citing Philippiac, 2019, suggesting that sulfur deprivation indeed negatively affects pollinators. If sulfur deficiency is such a problem, another puzzle is why are people looking at it now, and not sooner? One possible answer is that the world is a better place than it was, causing problems for some plants. In particular, there's a lot less acid rain. Emissions of sulfur dioxide would react with water to add sulfuric acid to create acid rain. In his email, Van der Kui writes, Due to the disappearance of acid rain, the sulfur concentration around plants is lower. This is beneficial for a lot of reasons, particularly in nature reserves, but some crop species, particularly brassica species that need a lot of sulfur, can suffer. Currently, in the Western world, there is almost no sulfur left in our atmosphere. Louis de Kock, one of the co-authors, was also a co-author on another paper that tackled this problem. That paper by Tahere Ahajanzadeh and colleagues found that Brassica yunkia and Brassica rapa could use dihydrogen sulfide and sulfur dioxide absorbed through the leaves. It raises the possibility that one reason sulfur has been overlooked is that we've been adding it extensively in the past without noticing. How much? A staggering fact in Osmer and colleagues' paper is that as much as 50% of Germany's forests may suffer from a lack of sulfur. They also have evidence that 50% of agricultural land in the USA is sulfur deficient and cite research showing how sulfur fertilization can help boost seed yield in the UK. While this might look like an agricultural problem, Osmer and colleagues write in their conclusion that there's a lot more interest beyond humans in the crops in the fields. Our study paves the way for studies on how sulfur deprivation affects the fitness of plants, pollinators and organisms at different trophic levels. So to eventually obtain a better understanding of the bottom-up impact of nutrient deficiency on whole, agro, ecosystem functioning. That 
was the audio version of a blog post on Botany One, available at www.botany.one. Botany One is the weblog of the Annals of Botany Company, a charity set up to promote the study of plants.